Do we have another moral victory? Is is that what we have again against Indiana? At least Brandon Miller performed well. A career night for the rookie. 35 points for Brandon. And we have a lot of trade rumors to discuss all today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. We appreciate LinkedIn for being a partner with us. They help you find qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. There's Doug Branson. You can find his work on his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, getting to write about the career night for one Brandon Miller. You can catch his work there. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. on Wes and Walker. I like the hat. It feels new. I don't think I'm ever correct in assuming that because you have so many and you just kind of bring it out when it's completely random. But they were going with the Mint City edition yesterday, and you decided to go with the Mint colored hat. It looks great. Brandon Miller looks great. There are a couple of great things to talk about. Not the team's (laughs) overall performance, but Brandon is certainly one of them. This was a fun game to watch from him. And this was after a cold first quarter, Doug. And then he just... So, so Bally's, shocker, okay? Bally's messes up in the third. At the beginning of the third, after having watched the Miller Lite commercial, now we understand that Miller Lite has only one more calorie than Michelob Ultra. After watching that, for about 22 times in the span of seven minutes, it went back to it, and I was sitting there rocking back and forth, fetal position, singing fruit salad, yummy, yummy, because I was watching that commercial again instead of Brandon Miller going crazy at the beginning of the third. So I check out, whoa, the Hornets are within five? What the hell happened within that a minute and a half that went by in the third? And yeah, I missed the entire beginning of the third quarter run. Mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. go back and watch it. Missed the entire beginning of the third quarter run. But after that, Doug, Brandon was just nuclear and he was fantastic offensively. You got to see him score in a bunch of ways. Yeah, and a lot of it in the second half, as you mentioned, only one point in that first quarter, seven in the second, 17 in the third quarter, and then uh, finished off with 10 to get to 35. I was unsure if he was going to get there, because, and he almost didn't. He got fouled for uh, on a three-point shot, and then Rick Carlisle challenged, and that was, but it was upheld. The foul was upheld, and he got the three free throws that got him to 30, and then he, he put a little exclamation point. I think if the game had been closer, uh, that he could have even gotten to 40. I thought he was starting to force a little bit at the end, which is like, you know, sort of understandable like because whatever. they didn't have yeah. any playmakers. <laughs> I mean, he was initiating so much of the offense in this game. And and I think that was a differentiator between this game and a lot of other games that we've seen where he's been like exclusively scoring. Now he did not have a lot of assist, <laughs> but I think you can put that on some of the, the, some of the players that he was passing to not knocking down shots. He was facilitating, even though he didn't accumulate the assist numbers, uh, but makes such good decisions with the ball. Only one turnover in the game. Yeah. I mean, it was an incredible uh, performance. And I, and I think 
it would have been a more efficient performance, again, had anyone else other than P.J. Washington stepped up and helped out in this game. Well, and and just going back to Brandon scoring the 35, it's also the way he did it. How about going to the free throw line and shooting 12 free throw attempts? I mean, Doug, that is by far and away more than he's ever had. I mean, by the the most I can find at least six. in a quick game six, yeah, against Brooklyn. That, that was, was that was back in October. <laughs> that was that's the beginning of the season. So you have six against Brooklyn. That was the previous high, and then there was a lot of under five, a lot of under five free throw attempts, and and it shows. Well, he's like, averaging two. He's averaging two yeah. on the season. Two free, two whole free throw attempts on the season. He goes in against Indiana, and Indiana's got some size down. He was he was not only getting contact and getting fouled, but he was also like going up against Miles Turner and Jalen Smith and finishing over those guys too. It mm-hmm. wasn't just about trying to get to the free throw line. Like this was the the variety of ways that he scored in this game is what really I think you look at and go, okay, this guy's destined for some. I don't know what it is, but he's destined for something. So if if, if we had Brandon Miller, not this good at the beginning of the season or coming into the NBA, right? If we were down comparatively to Scoot Henderson on him coming into the year, I think the the one thing that I feel really good about now is the creation on the outside. And I was worried about that coming in. And it, I knew he had, I mean, like the stationary handle was good, like pick and roll, like being just real crafty, putting guys on your hip. He was already a smart ball handler. But I was like, okay, it it takes something different once you make that transition to the NBA. And here we are, I mean, just halfway through the season. The All-Star game is in a couple weeks' worth of time, and he'll be a rising star. Well, deservedly so. Like, third best rookie in the league right now behind only Wemby and Chet. Brandon Miller creating for himself, getting that low release off in the mid-range, whether it be a step back, whether it just be finagling it however he wants to, right? He's just manipulating the situation to get those shots off. I think that's what, to me, has been the most, oh, okay, that that's coming along way more quickly than I thought, and that's what gives you a lot of hope, too. That like That's, that's a big deal for that kind of archetype, right? If you select Brandon Miller, because there's just not many 6'9", 6'10", wings that can do it all out there on the outside – Big part of that is the handles, and the big part of that is to create your own shot. And, Doug, we're seeing that pretty consistently. I mean, the efficiency, even in this game, it wasn't amazing. But, like, the the efficiency you expect to go up, that's just the, the rookie type of thing that you're going to get with high volume. But, man, that that's the kind of thing I think consistently I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see going forward, man. I'm, I'm ready to see that. Let me zoom in on on a couple of more plays from this game because there were so many to zoom in on. I'm going to go all the way to the fourth quarter. Brandon Miller, towards the end of the game, this might have been the final bucket. Miller rejects the screen from Nick Richards. Shoulder fake on your guy, Benedict Matherin. Matherin totally gets faked out by the shoulder fake. He drives. Somebody tries to come over and get the charge, but he gets up so high for the layup that they don't even call the charge. I think he was in position. They don't even call the charge because literally his knee was up above the guy's head. Like, how are you going to call a charge on that? You can't. And they didn't. He gets the and one on that. I think that was the second two last bucket for him. 
And uh, the other play that I want to look at is, well, there was another one, too, where he used his shoulder, and he's been doing this more and more, using his shoulder to, to like, he gets it into the guy early, doesn't, use, doesn't get the elbow out and, like, push off, but he uses that shoulder to create that space to get that step back mid-range jump shot. Yeah. That was another good play. Off-ball movement, he was standing above the break. Nick comes to set the off-ball screen. No wasted movement in, in the in the flare out to the wing, he gets it, knocks down the three. And that means that the defender really can't, he doesn't have a second to make a decision on that Nick Richards screen, whether to go under it, take the long way or try to get up over it. I mean, Nick sets a good screen, but the movement from Brandon Miller is so smooth. And then the final play that I want to zoom into second quarter, beginning of second quarter, Brandon Miller drives, he makes the layup over miles Turner. And then after that, he jets back down the floor. And for some reason, is the guy chasing off the make, Indiana pushes, and for some reason he's the guy yeah. that gets back to chase the ball handler. And afterwards he's like, hey, can someone else get back? I just made the bucket over Miles Turner. Can anyone else get back and pick up the ball handler? My so, goodness. So, so yeah, he, he did say that, except with at least one more expletive. There. Right, things so I can't was- say on YouTube. So and and we can maybe talk about that in the next segment. The, the he's leader, a dog. Here, let's talk about it now. Aspects. He's a dog. Well, he okay, he's a leader, okay. and well. he said it. He said it at the end of the game. By the way, in his press conference, he said, "That's me showing the leader that I am." I love it. You know, early on in interviews with you and other people, he was having fun. He was like, "Look, I'm a, basically." He was saying without saying, "I'm a rookie. I can't come in here and say mm-hmm. that I'm the leader of this team because there are veterans. There's Lamelo, and I love it. Lamelo isn't playing for whatever whatever reason you want to ascribe to that. He's not playing, and Miles is not shooting well. Terry's gone, and I love that Brandon Miller's just like, "Eff it. I'm if I'm the only guy going to get back in transition, forget it. I'm the leader. So I saw I'm the that. captain now." You are. I, I think that was a perfect dismount, to be honest with you. I don't know if that was Brandon Miller. I don't know if that was you. I'm but I juiced, think that was man. I'm excited. Dismount. No, it's good. That was the perfect dismount. Watching that play back, yeah, Brandon Miller makes the shot, and you mentioned it. He's back now. Thankfully, for the Hornets' sake, it's a turnover. It was just a bad pass, or it was a tough one and a bad one. But it yeah. was because Brandon was there. That That's the reason that it was a tough pass. It was because Brandon was the first guy back. And you have JT Thor and PJ Washington in the corner. And so they're having to sprint. And th- this is the like the real egregious miss here. It's everybody needs to get back way faster than they did. But Nick Smith Jr. is at the top of the key. And then he just goes over to the wing and he's like, hey, I got my guy. I don't need to stop ball. <laughs> <All right>. Someone <laughs> stop the ball. <laughs> Doesn't stop ball whatsoever. He's like, look, I'm over here. This is my guy. What do you mean? And then PJ and JT. Yeah, like clearly PJ was not full sprinting. JT Thor was not full sprinting. They need to get back way quicker than they did. But they're like also starting at the same point as Brandon Miller, essentially, if not just a little bit there. But Nick Smith Jr. is at the top of the key. Like, he's at the three-point line. And Nick Smith Jr. goes to the the wing and... I'm out of here. Okay. (laughs) Brandon? Oh, you, you wanted me to pick that up? Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. That was that was funny. All right. We can talk more about Brandon in the next segment. Plenty more to get to. Coming up next on Locked on Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. I want to share some more good stuff about Brandon Miller, and then we can go into some of these trade deadline updates. Mark Stein all over the Charlotte Hornets right now. Mm-hmm. He's giving you some good hot nuggets for your face. That's mm-hmm. Mark Stein and what he's doing at this trade deadline. We'll get to that in just a moment. 
Before we do that, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's why you should post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how you, and maybe I feel about something, you might even be thinking about the same thing this week. I think we all have some of those problems and some of those things we want to get off of our chest. That's why you should go to better help. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off of your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown nba to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p betterhelp.com slash lockdown nba more lockdown hornets ahead before we started to go more into why we liked brandon miller's performance so much one thing i wanted to point out one of my favorite things that pops up that we don't talk about as much on this show is your uncanny ability to reference Anybody that I liked during draft time, and it makes sense because we do a lot of draft shows together, okay? And then we get our opinions, and they're pretty strong. I don't know if people know that. We have strong draft opinions. And then so once we throw them out there, even if I barely reference someone that is locked and loaded, and that is my guy for the rest of time. And you're not wrong, by the way. I did like Ben Matherin. I really did. And, you know, we'll see what he becomes. But I really did like Ben Matherin. And you will know every single one of my guys that I put out there. And I just like that ability that you have. It's impressive. Uh, well, thank you. It's It really is the only time that I listen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben Matherin. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Miller, wah, 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 mid-range, wah, wah, wah. Ben Matherin could be the next deal. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's what Doug Branson goes through. Brandon Miller is fantastic so far, what he's been doing. And so that was the other thing I wanted to mention, right? It's defensively, too. So offensively, that's where you take away most of what we saw against the Pacers. But the block. Yeah, the block was crazy. The block. So, oh, my God. So the team defense, it, there are a couple things that are nuts. It's the recognition. It's helping. It's actually helping somebody defensively on the team. That's great. But it's also... Going baseline, making the read, the timing is perfect. And then you have the athleticism and the size on full display. Miles Turner is seven feet tall. It, not the strongest post player. I, I think he's more so on the finesse side than he is the strength side. But Miles Turner had an open slam. And then Brandon comes in and then finds just enough space between Miles Turner and the rim to go up, contest, and he reaches, I think, a higher pinnacle than what Miles Turner does. 
and then swap it. Like there, there were like quite a few things, recognition. So actually helping somebody timing, finding the right space, having the size, and then the athleticism that was all married into one play to like, I think my favorite defensive play from Brandon Miller so far this year, that was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's got tools. He's got certainly IQ awareness on on the defensive end of the floor to be a really good defensive player. I think he's going to have to be so good offensively that we never see like elite Brandon Miller defensive player because, you know, when you have to do so much on the offensive end, you just can't afford to be elite. You can't afford to expend that much energy on the defensive end. Well, that's where the help from the GM is supposed to come in, right? Like now, now you have so much offensive responsibility. It would be great to not have as much, even though this is going to serve him better in the long term. But this is where the help from the front office comes in. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think he's ever going to win Defensive Player of the Year, and that's fine because he's going to help. He's just going to be a really good two-way player and an elite offensive player. That's really where I see him. But all that to say that I think as soon as he puts a little bit more work into his body, you know, that's where you're going to see all of the returns. Because sometimes when he gets in one v one situations, um, it, it doesn't go very well for him. And so, but that, but you see it there on the Miles Turner block that he has some of that tools to be an impact player on the defensive end of the floor. And, 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 you know, it's got a lot of people talking right now, Walker. You got this 35-point game. He nearly had 30 points in the past couple of games. He scored 20-plus over the past four. We talking rookie? Is he getting into the rookie of the year conversation, Walker, for you? No, he's not. This is the problem, right? Like, I, I get mad at people for even – and I, I saw this on Twitter – I get mad at people for asking this question because now what it does is it paints people into a corner despite having nothing but praise for Brandon Miller. Now we have to say something bad in comparison about Brandon Miller when we're going against hello, Wimby, like, or, or Chet. I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I know you're not, I know you're saying you're not doing that. I did see this though. I saw this, right. And he wins Eastern conference rookie of the month absolutely should get that award maybe even the rest of the way remember Lamelo ball did that before he got hurt just won every single rookie of the month award brandon miller that might happen to him before season's end just continuing to win that but it doesn't mean that he should be in over wimby who it maybe got off to a slow start but now like you can just see how crazy good he is and same thing with chet and it's okay to be third in this race but at least he's bona fide no doubt first team all rookie and that's no, okay. listen, the guys that are going to be in contention for rookie of the year are Wimby and Chet. And those are multi-cat guys. You know, they're, they're scorers, they're rebounders, they're blockers. And, you know, right now, Brandon Miller is really exclusively a scorer. He's going to have a big time block every now and then. He'll have a fun pass. He'll have a seven or eight rebound game uh, every other game. But right now, he is exclusively for the Charlotte Hornets, a scorer. And, and I think it's impressive that he is that, by the way, when you consider the fact no LaMelo, no Frank Nielakina, no Cody Martin in this game. We didn't even mm-hmm. mention that. There were no playmakers on the floor. Remember right, when right. Brandon Miller struggled in summer league because there was really literally no one to pass him the ball except for Nick Smith Jr.? Well, guess who was like backup point guard in this game? It was Nick Smith Jr. <laughs> it was really Brandon Miller because he was doing a lot of the initiating and being able to score. So that's when we talk about how much Brandon Miller has grown just in this short span of time and how exciting that is, that's where you see it, right? Him being able to get some offense despite the fact that he's being double teamed through most of the game and he's making good decisions, not turning the basketball over and able to get his own offense. Crazy. Okay. So Brandon Miller, he's sensational. And what, what he's been doing, he's been the guy offensively for them. I mean, Doug, there are times 
where down the court you have Miles Bridges and and PJ's never, you know, unless you're really injured like you were last year, you never really want PJ to be the number one option unless it's one of those in Fuego nights. And even so, that's trying to set him up. Brandon and Miles are your like creators and Brandon is the guy. Like you can see him. He's, he's the one, I don't know. He's not waving miles bridges off, but the offense is all right. Okay. We're going to run this through Brandon at this point. So now the more interesting, as, you know, the more interesting question than the rookie of the year conversation is, is Brandon Miller, the guy when LaMelo comes back, that's maybe a question for another show, but that's LaMelo, the LaMelo stands have been waiting for us to, to ask that answer. <laughs> I mean, it, that it's question. a question all of a sudden. I know, it I know, wasn't a question. Now it's a question. They're waiting for us to ask that question. So we'll talk about that. God, next year. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. But next week. When, um, but Miles Bridges <laughs> is clearly not. Not right now. And how many layups did he miss? That was tough watching him. He miss. admitted it. So yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing about Miles. He's always admitted it it's even his rookie year. Remember, he said, like, I'm playing like bleep. Like, you know, he tweeted that out. He's been uh, you know, pretty honest about that kind of thing. But it's true. He missed a lot of layups last night. He's in trade reports. Phoenix reportedly interested in miles bridges i believe dallas too not only pj but i believe were they they mentioned in the miles bridges sweepstakes as well so doug you can clarify well matt moore who is the host of uh locked on nba and he's with the action network is an nba insider he's in the know um he was on the locked on i believe yeah decent amount of nugget shows he was uh on the locked on mavs podcast and he said that he's hearing miles bridges name come up in Dallas Mavericks trade discussions, maybe even more than P.J. Washington. Like the P.J. Washington connection makes sense because, you know, P.J. is from Dallas. The Grant Williams experiment in Dallas is not exactly going great. And so they they still need more forward help to go with Kyrie and Luka if they want to make a run. And so, like it, it, that makes sense. But where is where is the forward hell going to come from? Does it come from Miles or does it come from PJ? And so, yeah, you've got two Western Conference teams right now that could be interested in in doing that. And but the real question is, because it's not really up to them, right? It's up to Miles. Is Miles interested in going to either one of those destinations? And then can they make all of the the numbers and the pick compensation work? That's the real question. No, for sure. And so we can talk. Let's let's get to more of that in the last segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Does Miles Bridges get traded before the Thursday deadline? We'll give our prediction coming up next. Also talk maybe a little more about PJ Washington, some of the other reports out there on the trade market. Uh, We'll get to that in the final segment of Lockdown Hornets. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some super bets, possibly. If so, FanDuel is the place to do that. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W, maybe even two, maybe even three wins. That would be nice. Not only can you bet on all of the different props that they have, you can bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has the bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, even so much more than that. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can make every moment more with FanDuel and official uh, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Last segment coming up, Locked on Hornets. 
All right, Doug, before we get into the trade deadline a little more so, you said you wanted to do a couple of things real quick. Well, listen, I've interrupted you multiple times. So, you know, I got to pay up, pay up my fine here. In the, in the fl- I got the phlegm bucket hat here. Uh, so I, I know I listen, I admit like Miles Bridges, I will admit uh, when I've had a bad game. So let's see. Oh, I don't have much cash on me. Left my credit cards at home. Do you take a Nashville library card? Yeah. Um, I've got a business card here from my company, Pod, about it. Um, yeah, I'll just throw the business card. It'll be a little IOU. I, I, I like that you still have a library card. It makes all the sense in the world that you would have one, but I like that about you. When you have a baby, you'll understand. Libraries, especially if you have a good one that has like a little play area, you just let them free, let those animals loose and go to sit at a table, probably a table that has a chair that's too small for you, but yeah. it's fine. You sit there and you just have a moment to yourself. It's great. Makes Libraries. sense. And and before we move on, I did want to say like, I so the solo episode that I released, so I, I, I send that to you and then you post it because you're the mastermind behind all of the software. You're the tech genius with all of this stuff. You have been the entire it's amazing, time. Which is amazing, and, by the way, because you are younger than me. You are younger than me. And, and Oh, but and this have... has been your bag since you came out of college, man. Like, this is what, <laughs> oh, please. Like, yes, that that's true. That's true. But, Doug, I, I don't know anybody that knows more about this than you. Like, I... You you're like the head of all locked on when it comes to this stuff for a while. Like you don't don't throw that on me. What I would what I did want to say is, um, people were asking me to find myself because of apparently a glitch in the matrix that forced that apparently I talked over myself in the solo episode, which I'm not sure how, but I know on YouTube, it got like 20 likes or is that with the one comment? Hey, that's a fine. You got to find yourself. So <laughs> I got to put my library card in the bucket too. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, but I have to do that as well. Um, I guess we can get to more of this trade market here. I want to talk more about miles and then maybe save PJ Kyle Lowry is a buyout candidate too. Like we can, you know, talk about the chances he's traded maybe later. But with the Miles thing, Doug, I'll give my prediction. I think he's traded. I think Miles Bridges will be traded to the Phoenix Suns or the Dallas Mavericks or another team that is desperate to go to a different level in playoff contention. Because I think what's unfortunate about this, right? Like the the thing about this that people aren't really talking about, it's the fact that other NBA franchises want to take advantage of the fact that Miles Bridges did not play for a year, is only playing on the qualifying offer because he did not play for a year after not being suspended, but they say he was, but not being picked up because, oh yeah, he was arrested for felony domestic violence. And so now here we are at $8 million this season. Granted, you don't have him in a contract long-term, but this is the loophole I think teams feel like they can go and get still what is a very, very good NBA talent in Miles Bridges. And because I think they see such an advantage with the low money this year, you can figure out you got at least have some cap space next season. Not much, but at least you have some kind of cap space that you might be working with. And then you either have the inside track to sign him at whatever, or if it's way too much money, then he can leave somewhere else. And then, you know, who knows? But especially with a team like Phoenix, who is like right on the the edge, they're still really good. They're playing better when all their the big three is in, but they perhaps need a little bit more depth. I could see them getting desperate enough. Now, I don't know what kind of assets they'd be willing to give up. They just traded all their first round picks for Bradley Beal. But it's not like you're getting a first round anyway, if you're worried about Miles Bridges leaving. I think Phoenix gets desperate. 
I think Dallas also, like, time is here for Luka and Kyrie, and they made the defensive addition this offseason to Grant Williams. That isn't working out necessarily as much as you mentioned. And so now Miles Bridges is another scorer for them. I could see Dallas absolutely doing this, maybe even more than Phoenix. But, Doug, ultimately, it I think that this gets done because so often we play off other teams' desperation at the trade market. And I think both of those teams realize we would like to compete at a high, lo- a high level in the Western Conference. And we're in this weird area where maybe the Thunder and Timberwolves could be had because they're so young. This is new to them. They don't know what they're doing here. Even the Mavericks, we reached a Western Conference Finals because Luka is a dog. Like, maybe we get some more help. We can get back there. I think he's traded. I do, too. I hope that the Hornets understand the the leverage that they can hold over this situation and maximize the return. So whether that be a protected first-round pick or whether that be a young player on a, on a reasonable contract that has, like, you know, some value that people look at and go, okay, you know, that's that's a player that could actually contribute to this team and, and possibly has a little bit of ceiling to grow into. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of return that I would be looking for at this point because those teams are de- – Phoenix and, and Dallas are desperate to to make something happen within this this tiny window that they've set up for themselves. And so if those are the teams involved, then I really hope that the Hornets – they don't – look – Typically, there would be the the contract being expiring, no bird rights, and the you know in a sane world the the felony domestic violence stuff and the PR backlash that should accompany it in a sane world that would be uh, th- that would be a barrier. But I I think look if you're another team, you have to look at what happened in Charlotte with him coming back and make the calculation that the PR hit is not going to be that big of a deal <laughs> like it's just a team like your fans are not going to make that big of a stink over it they didn't in charlotte i don't think they are in phoenix i don't think they are in dallas uh especially because those two teams in phoenix and dallas actually have championship aspirations so as sad as that is that is the reality of the situation the reality uh, yep yeah i mean some some folks on twitter some writers they're all gonna make a stink about it and then everybody moves on that's the the unfortunate reality so, well, especially with this time going by, too, to your point. I mean, if it think about that. If it didn't happen in the moment, then think about it as here we are in February. I Now, yeah. as, as time moves on, it's going to be less and less loud. It's not going to be nearly as loud as, it, as yeah. it might have been at the beginning, even though it really wasn't. Yeah, and so the, the worst that can happen for the Hornets is that all of this passes by. And, and look, Miles likes LaMelo. If they wanted to pay you know, some market or above market value to, to return Miles Bridges to the to the lineup. That's like the worst that could happen in this situation. So I hope they utilize that They are going to trade Miles Bridges. I hope they utilize all of that leverage. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, honestly, like I don't want to see three second round picks coming back. Like, I just think that to me would be like, blah, whatever. Like it, it's not going to be a, you know, a huge setback for the organization. If they get something for nothing, I get it. But I would be disappointed at this point if if they're not the winners of this of this deal from a long term team building perspective, and then the other teams get short term, you know, infusion of whatever it is they think Miles Bridges can or can't do. No, okay. So what do you want? Like if if it's not three second rounders, yeah, protected the- first, protected first, or a young player that actually excites me plus multiple second rounders. Not, not like, not cap, not $8 million filler. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, I wonder about the first round pick 
because the, the leverage is weird here because usually if a guy has say so in wherever he wants to go, then the team doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. It's, it's not like, oh, okay, I can just go to this franchise and get a better deal because they want or because, you know, they want miles bridges so badly. Miles not might not want to go over there. <clears throat> There's a fine for me going into the flame bucket. Oh. So when, when you don't have the other teams to explore and then it's just really Dallas or Phoenix, like it's, it's good to have another team in the bidding war, if you will. And so maybe we'll figure out exactly who would be willing to give up more, but yeah, a, a protected first round pick is probably right. What you would be asking for. And then in Dallas's sake, Josh Green is the guy to go Josh after. Josh Green, Nas yep. Little over in Phoenix. I mean, yep. Nas Little, a little, little yep. bit of something, and that's a super reasonable contract. Yeah. So the, those would be those would be the options that you would want to happen for Miles. And then yeah, so the leverage is weird because it. So a team might just be patient with the Hornets be for that very reason. You can't go to another team and say, okay, here, you give me more because Miles might not want to go there. So the Hornets don't have that kind of leverage. But what they do have is a player that teams might like a lot, a lot, a lot on $8 million this season, but they might not like at over 20 next year. And so that's a big old gap. And so even if you don't have control, that might be okay to a Phoenix or a Dallas because then he can leave because you don't want to pay him over that 20 million. And so it's, it, this is a different situation. Very weird that the Hornets are in as far as who has the leverage. Can miles go wherever he wants to, what are you getting back in return? Because I think for the most part, Doug, if you did not have him having missed the last 92 games for the domestic violence arrest, then the guy's talent would dictate more than a first round pick. But you're not getting that in this situation, and we'll see. And even now, like he's struggling. It's yeah. I, I hope think, they're not paying attention. I hope the math scout he's wasn't struggling. there last night because he's trying to be number one guy, and I think that's what this year has proven. That look, I don't know if the year off is is what is affecting his development. But the Hornets were prepared before all this was going what happened. The the Hornets were prepared to give him near max money. To be a essentially a number two to Lamelo, and I I don't know that his play has signaled to me number two guy. I think it's signaled to me like number three, number four guy possibly. You know, like a role player more so than someone that can be trusted to take 19, 20, 21 shots and come out with an efficient performance. Um, so the Hornets, you know, when the, this is all said and done, if they get value back for if they do hold these teams feet to the fire and they get value back for Miles Bridges, that. Uh, they they could save themselves maybe a lot of pain in the future. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, we'll see also what happens with Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward, buyout candidates. And then P.J. Washington, who I, I kind of do hope other teams are watching him, especially last night. And and then maybe we can make the joke of every other game you watch P.J. Washington and then you just have him on that schedule. We'll talk about that tomorrow with more of those trade rumors. That'll do it for today on Locked on Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. And that includes YouTube. Go check out Doug's work on his Substack everyhornetsboxscore.com listen to me wfnz every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m uh i, I feel like doug is yeah i'm laughing at doug because he's he's got something go ahead doug. Well, i just Thanks saw look phoenix has got bo bowl on a two million dollar deal so there you know you what go. i you know what I, I changed my mind phoenix you throw in bo bowl i get to scream bo bowl for the rest of the year bo bowl then you Great know what end. we got our deal <laughs> <laughs> i didn't interrupt you i waited i waited 
No, you didn't. That's it. We'll we'll end with Bull Bull. Tune in tomorrow to find out if we get Bull Bull after not getting him five years ago.